Crazy Flock, welcome back to Crazy Poultry Inc. Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Guy Loco, with a very special version of Rotten Eggs entitled No Mercy, because we are going to go through an entire film and break it down as to why it deserves to be on here. So I want to welcome my guests here that are joining me once again via their own house Damon the Gobbler Anderson hello Nick Nickers Chicken Wood what's up and George Soul Phoenix hello I hope you guys have been doing well and uh, this is a very special occasion because a, a certain film that we're talking about here Actually, just turned twenty-five this week. God, I'm old. And, oh my god! Is Batman Forever? Uh, so, to give a little backstory between this, so we have the first of this actual franchise with Batman '89, directed by Tim Burton, starring Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson did very well. One of the highest grossing films that year in 1989. And then we get Batman Returns, uh, which arguably now a lot of people say is their favorite Batman movie, actually. But it grossly underperformed, and it did also not do well with the toy sales. Because, you know, uh, Dark uh, Penguin and Sexual Catwoman, that would sell well with kids, right? Well, for me as a kid, but was. <laughs> uh, so because of that, Tim Burton did not get the green light to make Batman three, and they decided to bring in Joel Schumacher. Uh, now, Burton is actually credited here with production. He literally barely was actually involved with the production. I think the layout of the Batcave, like just like the cave and the stairs and stuff, that's all that was there. Because he, he actually barely had any involvement. Uh, but this, you know, made a lot more money. And it's kind of hard when you have to argue with the box office. But we're not here to talk box. We're talking about the quality and how it's stood up to the test of time now. Uh, so before we dive into it, uh, what were your guys' initial vibes on Batman Forever when you first saw it? I actually really enjoyed it the first time I saw it because I was a big Jim Carrey fan. Uh, Damon? Well, for me, I, I remember watching it as a kid and I actually watched it a lot as a kid. And I, I loved it. It was just, it was so fun. Like, I mean, it's goofy and I mean, especially as a kid, like, 
you know, as a kid, you just look at all this goofy, crazy stuff going on, and it's it's fun. It's fun to watch. And you know what? As a kid, that's what the studio was trying to get. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Wood? Yeah, I was eight years old when this came out, and I was like, wow, that blew my mind. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it when it came out. Um, I'm kind of like Damon. It was I like the wackiness of it, and it was definitely more family-friendly. Well, well, we will get into that, actually. Uh, George, do you remember your first time starting to watch this? Yeah, I remember watching it with my dad as a little kid. Uh, yeah. Did not age well. <laughs> well, let's start by getting into it then. So we start off with the opening credits, which to me is kind of trying to harsh back Danny Elf vibe. I don't think the score of the main theme is actually terrible. It's actually kind of catchy sometimes. And, you know, we then, you know, Batman, you know, get gadgets, lacing up. Uh, but here's the thing that I started to notice is that the very first line sets the tone of everything. Not, <laughs> not to mention you know how I stated that Burton's, you know, production helped with the Batcave and all, but then the lights come on, and then we see the Batmobile in this, and it's just like neon blue. I'm just like, yes, because when you think Dark Justice, you want that because you won't be spotted a mile away. <laughs> well, especially the rims, the light up rims. Holy shit. Half and, the movie, it looks like it was just shot under a dark light because, you know, dark light equals Batman. Yeah. I was going to say neon everywhere. Um, and then Alfred says, can I give you a sandwich, sir? And he's, and uh, Batman says, I'll get drive through. And that sets the tone for the entire thing. Uh... <laughs> It's supposed to be dark and gloom, and then you just have a joke. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I that w- really does set the tone for the film, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll defend it on this. Like, the actual, like, you know, 2000 cartoon series of Batman, Bruce did usually have, like, dry one-liners, just not product placement. Yeah. Well... Well, yeah, but that's what they did in the cartoon, though, but they're not easily comparing this with the cartoon because this is supposed to be connected with the franchise. Is it? You, is it technically it? is. <laughs> there are characters that are holding over from the previous movie. Uh, but then we get, you know, what is it? Gotham Chinatown. Yeah. I, I don't remember that really. Uh, all light up and stuff, and we get the introduction of Two Face, uh, played by Tommy Lee Jones. And you know, before this, how I mentioned this is part supposed to be a connecting franchise. We have seen Harvey Dent as Billy D. Williams before. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and then he's just thrown up there, like, "Yep, we know who this guy is," even though he looks nothing like how Harvey Dent just was and he is two-face all of a sudden um 
And I just don't understand this lighting effect that happens when he goes down on the to the cop. Like all of a sudden, there's there's this red light that glows into the red already in your face. Yeah, that that makeup doesn't look good. <laughs> and that it, might be why he's because if you notice it throughout the film, there's a lot of times where there's like a red light hit in his face. So maybe they do that to try to cover up. <laughs> well, it it did not help. Uh, uh, Nick, what did you think of this intro? <laughs> Oh God! Um, well, I did notice the terrible makeup, and I, uh, I was thinking that uh, that might have been a budget cut somewhere. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the movie was a budget uh, cut. That's very true. Very true. I don't know. I, like I said, I, I just watched it for the first time in ten years, and uh, you said it didn't hold up well, and I completely agree. But I don't know. I figure. The beginning, actually, the beginning part was actually one of the best parts of the movie, as far as like action goes. Well, well, we will dive into that. Uh, yeah, and and also like how I just previously mentioned how like the first line from a character sets them up throughout the entire thing. Yeah. We then are introduced to Chase Marie, played by Nicole Kidman. Yeah, and what is the very first thing that she utters? Hot entrance to Batman, who again <laughs> is not working in the shadows. He's apparently able to go in broad. Public. Yeah, see, that, that's that was one of the biggest things because, like, if you look at like, uh, you know, back with Keaton's Batman, that was his mode. You know, that was his mode modem. Like, he was always in the shadows, in the dark. Like, that's why people were scared of him. But now he just he's, he's flying out in like the middle of the crowd, been like. Hi everyone! Like I got some autographs like, later. Like, hey, it's me. Autographs, please. <laughs> and keep in mind that it's also kind of like he, he appears in the daylight and then he appears in the night, and it's just kind of like random what time of day it is, just at any <laughs> point in time. It. it... <laughs> and fr- but from that line and the way that Nicole Kidman is looking at him. She is only her character is only one thing. She wants to fuck Batman. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah. She gives him that look like five times in the movie. I noticed that that slow motion, like oh my god. Batman. Well, if you notice, just a little bit farther in the movie, she calls mm-hmm. the bat the bat signal, and it's like the false alarm. And yeah. she comes there and she she makes a crack though at like a uh, Catwoman joke because he says. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, "Would it be better if I was wearing a uh, like a leather suit and have a whip or something?" <laughs> which, which then prompted me to write in my notes at that part. Uh, Chase is a freak. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I love that though because after that happens, he flies down in his car and he goes, "Women, women, women!" <laughs> yeah. Like a- again, the script. <laughs> um, and, and shortly before that, though. Uh, in that first meeting with Batman and Chase, like she's she says rodent, and he kind of has like this look, like, "Hey, that's our word." That's <laughs> uh, our rodents. There, there's also like a lot of slow motion. That's yeah, really adding much. That's oh, yeah. kind of. What are you there. talking about? Every time Batman's on screen, the camera spins and goes crazy for no reason. <laughs> It's well, like the cameraman or Keaton's drunk and they're just trying to cover it up. 
And uh, when he's fighting these, you know, henchmen for the first time, he apparently has like this electronic weapon that just like gets them to be like, yeah. I was like, what the hell is that? Do you notice how each of them had like 50 million piercings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, Every and, single one of them. And, and the red Tommy guns. Yeah. Like, what is that? <laughs> Um, yeah, I like red, but that's that's a bit much. And then and then he gets you know in that action sequence he's in the middle of a safe with this other security cop, <laughs> and boiling acid starts dumping into it, which <laughs> I just was then like, how did they put that in there? Well, to me, it looks like it's spraying in. So I'm thinking there's tubes attached. Like I was, I noticed in that, and I was like. Uh, that has to be the, you know, that has to be it. Like, that's the only thing I can think of, is there's tubes on the side spraying it in. There's the problem, though, is that that entire set makes no sense. Why is the bank vault just sitting in the middle of this massive room? Yeah. B, when they pull it out and it starts putting, like, um, pouring acid into that little, like, um, you know, that little safe set thing when they're inside the actual thing yeah. is that it starts popping open those things these large like you know almost like silver dollar sized tubes pumping like hose mm-hmm. style water into it that acid there isn't enough room for that much liquid to be in there in the first place Yeah. If, even if all those things opened up it might only fill a fourth of it up and the way it's swinging that water is very very calm with that thing swinging the way it is. <laughs> Thirdly, so yeah, I yeah. have to keep going on this one scene. I had enough alcohol, I was completely coherent during this. Um, he takes I'll, that, I'll let you get one more in. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. I'll, I'm gonna. Can I have two? Can I have two? Okay, okay. he's gonna make two. Just make two into one. That chain. The when he has that bat torch out, yeah. Uh, not even like pausing it or slowing it down or anything. I completely noticed that that thing was that chain that is hollow. That <laughs> chain was hollow for them to be able to cut it like that, because it's like a you know emergency release thing for it to release on that spot. Completely obvious. And when it goes swinging back into the bank vault from that uh, chain or the bat grapple hook thing, <laughs> which makes no sense, it piercing through like concrete and drywall and stuff like it did. It when they go back in sh- to that vault and they pop back out, it's exactly where it was when it came in. Yeah. Yeah. How the hell did that happen? I I have more qualms, but I'm being stopped here. I mean, that that, is, that would be quite an impressive feat for that to actually happen. Well, to get the vault right back where it was? I mean, how yeah. the hell? That, they are saying that Batman is that good at a name. <laughs> but Ooh. if we went into all I mean, we just the... got to ask Nicole Gidman, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also in the safe, he uses a hearing aid. Oh, open. God. <laughs> He's like, and it makes that that's, sound when you he know, does that's, a little pop. That's the least of the confusing things in that whole yeah. issue. Like, that, that, that to me, is something that could honestly probably be, like, something like, you know, there's weird rig ways to do that. So, I could honestly see something like that actually working in real life. Whereas, some of the other stuff, it's just like, no, this is not physically impossible. Like, it's just... Well, it's... 
to be fair, if we were to talk about all the physically impossible things in this film or in any kind of probably superhero movie, we'd be here all day. Uh, but also during that helicopter part, apparently there's a statue of Gotham. Yeah, no, that, that was I, I noticed that as well. Yeah, it's literally the Statue of Liberty. But it just says it Gotham. Is, it's just Gotham. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Statue of Liberty isn't in Gotham. I, I yeah. don't ever remember that ever being in Gotham. Well, not only that, like, you know, it'd be different, like, like for example, like, we know Spider-Man is in New York. Like, Gotham is based on, you know, like, Metropolis is based on, what, New York City, right? Whereas... Uh, Chicago. Then what's Gotham based off of? Is Gotham based off New York then? Or is it Gotham is based off Chicago? I'm pretty sure both of them are based off Chicago. Uh, If I remember right, like in the DC universe, like I think Metropolis was like, I think it actually has New York inside it somewhere. It's like a large East Coast thing. It was from New York almost down to DC. It's a massive city. Um, They just don't. They just don't use any of the statuettes usually. No. Yeah. And I, I want to say Gotham is like it's on the coast somewhere, but I'm not sure where. I like mm-hmm. sometimes I see it like encompass like Manhattan Island, and sometimes it doesn't, and it, it it gets confusing. But it's off the coast somewhere. Okay. Well, and also during this entire sequence, you know. With the safe, with the helicopter and stuff, I'm watching Two Face here, Tommy Lee Jones, and I'm like, is he on speed? Well, I feel like that's the way he's the whole movie. Fair, but again, I'm coming back to if you are watching this and you know, you know, Two Face's character either from the TV show or you read the comics, he's not really sporadic like that. No, he's not. Like, even when they do his, like, psychosis profile, it's like, that's not even what he's actually had psychosis. Yeah, see, the thing is, he's crazy. He is. He's, like, violent. But he's never to the point where he's kind of, like, giddy. Like, he's always very well-mannered. He's just, like, when he comes to his other side, he's angry. Like, it's, like, a very violent side. Like, you know, it's like the judge and juror thing. Whereas, when it's... When Tommy Lee Jones is doing it, like, it's almost like one side is very kind of calm and rational, and then the other side is just, like... I just I took a bunch think, of crack. Like, <laughs> I don't even think he's calm. The Two Face in the cartoon series is way calmer when he's Harvey. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, he's usually calm, cool, and collected. Whereas you know, in this, it's just all over the place. Yeah. the The biggest thing with like what is known as Big Harv, which is the you know aggressor one, he's just more yeah. aggressive and stronger. The the other side of him is you know calculated and calm, but yeah, and it's just like more. Watching... That's more his side. That was when he was like you know the district attorney kind of thing. Yeah, which I mean we'll we'll get into that short. Uh, and then shortly after that we get this weird pan of a CGI city. Oh Christ! Which, looks which... so bad. Oh, that hurt me terrible. so bad. Uh, which what again, no, it looked like a PS one graphics. Which I can only think of was like their kind of tribute to the cartoon show. I mean, it had to be. But that's an insult to the cartoon show. Oh, <laughs> terrible. CG-wise, we had like Reboot come out before this movie, so. Yeah, this, this was had better sets than that CGI. <laughs> uh, 
And then we get uh, Edward Nigma's introduction, played by Jim Carrey. And oh uh, yeah, again, how I stated, every person's first line that's a big character sets this character pretty much up, and he's just this <laughs> crazy neurotic guy who's obsessed with Bruce Wayne. Uh, and again. Going back to if you'd either watch the television show or read the comics and stuff, you're like, this is not really Edward Nigma. <laughs> uh, but they got Jim Carrey on here, so they're probably just like, just do whatever you want. And uh, we'll see if crazy Miranda for me, it's a little more <laughs> forgivable. Um, with K, like Two Face to me, like in no form of continuity is he like that, like at all. Like, I don't know any continuity where he is, like, crazy and, like, sporadic like that. But, like, there is forms of the Riddler that is kind of, like, you know, a little bit over overly to the top. So I can forgive that a little more. Plus, I mean, it, it may be a little biased with Jim Carrey, but it's still the fact that he does, a, you know, a little bit better job than... Like, I think he could have actually been a genuinely good Riddler for what he was going with. It's just maybe a different director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was just like, good job, Jim. <laughs> it's like, uh, with Riddler, it's usually, Riddler has some sort of like, almost showmanship to him. And I kind of kind of feel that entire vibe off of the Riddler from it. But it, it does go into, you know, good old classic, you know, Jim with his gymness. <laughs> well, that... This is probably during the time period when he was just getting cast to basically just do this shtick. Yeah. It wasn't uh, breaking any. He had the mask before this, yeah. and it's like. Yeah. yeah, that was right after uh, Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but surprisingly, in Dumber Dumber, he still even showed some actual dramatic <laughs> acting. Uh, oh, yeah. But uh, then it leads then to this small incident that I just wanted to kind of bring up. Which is Bruce's chair? He just <laughs> he just walks in and says chair, and he gets the chair. Yeah, I'm, it has to be it has to be specifically to his voice because, like, could you imagine yeah. some cleaning lady sitting down and being like, "Wow, this is a nice chair." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Um, yeah, it, and then it we blows we, my mind more that the fact that it's in Wayne Tower and mm-hmm. it goes all the way to the Batcave. I'm just yep. like, how long is that tube? You do realize, like, that's downtown, and he lives, like, outside of town. Like, it's crazy. He's got to get sick of that it's big yeah. slide every now and then, right? He incorporates yeah, fun into his day. You know, you know what's <laughs> funny? Is that's, like, the exact same type of uh, tube system that, like, Hong Kong Flu used in the cartoons. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that was also a good way of him to get out of like, oh hey, you guys all this have it covered. Uh, I'm just gonna go pop in my office for a sec. Woo! Yeah, uh, yeah, and we we, we uh, kind of already covered chasing Batman on the roof and how, yeah, there's still that sexual talk and. Uh, then shortly after that, uh, Edward uh, kills Fred, the boss. Uh, but also hook, you see him hook up the box for the first time. And are you when sure he's, he didn't do it, are you sure he didn't do it himself though? I'm kidding. 
<laughs> which, which, yeah, kind of led me into like, what detective work there was. Yep, definitely suicide. Yeah, well, it's right. clear that they're, they're, they're... looking at the screen. What the hell? <laughs> it's clear they're on the fritz, and like he's crying the next day. That is a hundred percent. If I ever seen that as a detective, I would be like, that's suspicious. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, well, that's suicide. Thank you very much for yeah, your time. overly acting. Like, not necessarily Jim Carrey over the. It's the fact that like Edward Nigman that would be overly going over the top to cry and be like, oh, you know. The only line that he said in that voice that kind of brought a chuckle at me was when he said, we're a cousin that visited me a lot. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, yeah, George. Yeah, that entire, like, scene. The problem is, is that it's clearly Edward Nigma running towards that window the way he does that. The, the, yeah. The silhouette has long yeah. hair, and his boss was bald. <laughs> so, Yeah. But all, but one thing I had to rewind uh, when he is uh, that I then heard it a little bit later on throughout the movie uh, when he flies like towards the window and stuff. There's a cartoon sound effect. Yep. Like the wink. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah. That was like when I realized that there's this car- that that same sound effect was in Jurassic Park. I was just like, what? <laughs> uh, and, and then we also get, you know, very brief television talk on how Dent became Two-Face. Oh. Uh, they do the exact same thing, though, like when in uh, Batman and Robin with uh, uh, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, when they do it with, they do it with Mr. Freeze, kind of the sim- similar situation. So it's like. But this one has questions like, what, what was Batman doing in the courtroom? As Batman. Yeah, was he a witness? <laughs> yeah. I'm, Lack of backstory. What the hell? The bat witness. Because again, again, as we were talking, like he's just out in public. Yeah, he. he so. it's like Batman was summoned to jury duty specifically. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did that letter get somewhere? They left it by the the light. Addressed to Bat Cave. <laughs> Maybe Enigma uh, sent it to him. Well, That's... and then th- then very briefly here, I'm going to bring up because uh, then we get a little bit of a tour of Edward's house and or where whatever apartment. Or yeah, whatever. apartment. It's his bachelor pad. Yeah, um, more like batshit pad. Which <laughs> I will then come back to because there's stuff in there that makes me now question something about him as a character uh but then we after that we then get quote-unquote bruce this time meets chase for the first time as a session that was recommended by gordon (laughs) and now now hang on before you get into this yeah did you notice how plastic that door looked oh yeah what the hell well well but you want to make an entrance right (laughs) I mean, that yeah, would do it. Jeez. Oh, my God. He, he, he knocked, okay, the, the, a door like plywood. that. Like a would, single sheet of plywood. That, that would be physically impossible to knock down. I really genuinely think that, like, it would be almost nearly physically impossible to knock down a door that big. Not for Bruce. Well, he, he just sees this, like, not, not for, pushes man. right through it. Yeah, which then leads to, like, the joke of, yeah, I'm Bruce Wayne. And she's like, oh, good. Then you can pay for a new door. Yeah. 
I thought you were dying. Um, and then he starts to show the riddles that he was left and stuff. And uh, I love her exact uh, quote on, what do you think we got here? Oh, we have a wacko. Well, see, I actually, I generally think that's one of the cooler parts of it. Um, the, the, the whole riddles that he does. That is cool. Pretty, I agree. Yeah, I think those are pretty well done. Well, but the fact that the matter is they get him right away, it's like, okay, it's like, wow. Uh, yeah, like right after they find the guy died. Like, well, then, yeah, that's when he gets the first one. But here's the funny thing how you guys just said that you thought the riddles actually weren't too bad. I think that for some reason, the real writer of this was the person that wrote the Riddlers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, and, and then before we, you know, get into the, this next part, I, I just kind of noticed another thing is like when Bruce says to Chase, like, you know, let's go to the circus. Did you notice that there was like a little bit of a lisp when he said circus? He was like, you like the circus? Circus. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Um, I almost yeah. completely forgot about this. Uh, there was that one little scene in between all this stuff where he's, you know, bopping around in the Batmobile, but uh, he's going across, uh, he's driving the Batmail, Batmobile in the sewers through a sky bridge. So it's a sky sewer. <laughs> Why are they sky sewers? <laughs> Again, the architecture here. What more than architecture? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I have plenty of questions for this movie. <laughs> too too much, too much for one whole review. <laughs> I got eight uh, hours, man. I got eight hours of shit. <laughs> well, well, but then so we're at the circus and we get introduced to the flying Grayson. Obviously, we get Dick. Dicky. Uh, which then later on, uh, Two Face and his henchmen, you know, block it off and bring a bomb in there and say, you know, whoever one of you is Batman. Yeah, they, they calculated every single little thing in that. They knew where to well, put the guys. And a weird, a weird thing for me in that scene was the fact that there was another guy there, like because the, wasn't the Flying Graces just his parents and him? It, if you're gonna try to dive into the comic lore. <laughs> Well, it's just like who's this other? Like, I, I get the flying Grayson's like, oh, his parents died, but the, did they just add give him brother to be like, yeah? Oh, well, this is special. Well, there's only like a couple hundred people there in um in that circus, right? How do they specifically yeah. know that Batman is there? How specifically do they know that the Batman is there? Well, right. the only thing the only thing I can think of is what Two Face says is that this is supposed to be, you know, all the richest people here, and so they, maybe someone knows the bat. No, knows him. Coin had magical powers, but again, you know, he knows that Batman has all these fancy gadgets and stuff, so he's like, he has to be, you know, rich or so. So obviously, if I go to where all the richest people in Gotham are, one of them is probably Batman. Well, and you know how that... Okay, and also keep in mind in the circus that there was quite a few 
constables there in the circus as well while this bomb stuff's going on. Why did none of the, the actual cops there take a swing here or pull a gun on the guys pulling guns and, you know, doing the job? Well, well to be fair, as Bruce Wayne then shows, and the Graysons also, these are some of the worst henchmen. <laughs> They're but easily beaten. They get Bruce take- Wayne killing people left and right with his bare hands. <laughs> well, see, the, Which, yeah, they get taken down by a kid who, like, who, who was a freaking, he, he's a flyer. Like, that's it. Like, uh, the, the, what kind of henchman is that? Like, to, to be fair, we're, we're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, kid, sure. So, uh, so does, I, I, one other question with that. How yeah. does no one else see the fact that he stands up and yells, I'm Batman? Right. Well, again, multiple like, times. Yeah, and like she's right there listening to him, and she's like, and then it's never brought up again. The fact that he yells, or, "I'm or, Batman." Or, or, he's clearly fighting all them, and nobody notices that Bruce Wayne is fighting like this. Yeah, or he jumps down into the center of the five ring circus style. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also one little thing that happens in this that kind of then is sporadic throughout the rest is, uh. Edward shows what I'm calling his orgasm face. Like, just <laughs> laughing, just laughing like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Getting pleasure out of seeing this. Um, now, now, there is one compliment that I will give this part, which is uh, the shot on when they're looking down at the Grayson family. Yeah, that's actually a really cool shot, I think. Mostly because I like how all the carnies are like circled around them. Like well, the, it's like, yep, they're family. So I like the way they're laying. If I'm not mistaken, that's actually the way they were laying in Batman the Animated Series when they died. I mean, maybe. But again, but again, you're also throwing in a, another body because you're, as you were saying, like, did he have a brother? <laughs> yeah, no. The, again, that is still so strange. Like, I think it's like to make it even worse. Like, not just his parents dying. Oh, his brother died too. Yeah. Um. Which then brings into the thing that I was kind of leaning about. Uh, Dick is a grown orphan? Because he's clearly not a boy. <laughs> well, it might be implied that he's like a teenager. Like, I mean, because Chris O'Donnell's pretty young in it. Like, he, he could probably pass off someone who's like 17 or so, yeah, I would I say. I think he's supposed to be like 16 in, or 17 in the movie. Well, I was going to say that Chris O'Donnell looks way older to me than 16 or right. 17. Well, uh, yeah. I, was, I was getting close to 30 vibe. <laughs> yeah. I, they, I don't think they should have cast him as, no. you know, the uh, Wonder Boy. Um, yeah. Or the fact that he carried like a, uh, some massive bomb that took like eight goons to like move into place to like all by himself, <laughs> single handedly <laughs> shimmying up a rope. Out a yep. sewer grate, out of a circus tent. Don't, not gonna question. <laughs> that sewer's in the middle of the in the middle of a lake. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm calming down. <laughs> well, the thing about Chris O'Donnell is he reminds me a lot of uh, like Tim Drake's Robin, with like the the you know the skin, the shaved head and stuff, all that. But like, uh, I, well, I still don't like get the whole you know. Well, which is funny because I watched the special on Robin being made in the animated series, and they yeah. said that that first one is supposed to be actually a combination of Dick Grayson and Jason Todd. Yeah, because Did they, they combined want... his ages too. Uh, 
kind of. Because <laughs> they, they wanted him to be, like, in college. Which... I mean, if, if that's fair, like, he could probably pass off for someone as... I, I really... Because, like, you said 30. I think that's maybe a little overshot for me. Like, I could see him being someone in college. At least at that time. Like, it, you know... Well, again, if they had stated that this person is in college... Yeah. They didn't. They made it out like he's yeah. abandoned, orphan. Uh, <laughs> but Yeah, well, they, they went with that storyline, but they, what they should have done is made him, like, you know, Batman was just trying to help him out kind of guy, you know? Yeah, that would have. I think that would have felt better. Well, and which kind of then leads to this sequence that happens with Alfred and Bruce. Like he has like this flashback dream awake. Just just a thing when they are panning in on Val Kilmer's face, like going through this thought. Like, was the direction there? No emotion. No emotion. <laughs> Look like and you want to take a dump, but don't have to. <laughs> I was going to say, look like he's taking a dump to me. <laughs> um, but then he has the conversation with Alfred, like, which Alfred actually brings up an interesting thing is like, no, you said I killed them. Yeah. Like, they kind of then wrecked the, this franchise lore because they established in this franchise that Joker killed his parents. But now he's starting to think that it was Harvey. Uh-huh. On, um, on a small side note, I, I just looked up the word orphan just through Google right quick, and it says, one, a child whose parents are dead. Therefore, if it's a child, <laughs> it implies that they're, you know, under, like, that age of college. So, oh, they, gosh. they usually claim themselves as, uh, uh, they're themselves as an adult. They're, they're not an orphan. Mm-hmm. So, how is he an orphan in this? Exactly. What he he they may maybe he might be orphaned, but not an orphan because he probably lived with the circus. Orphaned at age traveled. twelve. He's clearly and... twelve. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, which but also with this part with Alfred just made me go. You know what? Throughout this entire franchise, that's supposed to be connected. The most consistent character throughout the entire thing, Alfred is the best. This actor, that Alfred, is him. really good in this. I love him. Yeah, I—I I mean, I wish I had more scenes of him in this. Again, they gave more of his actual story in the next one. Um, so, but that's just like another small thing I wanted to throw in there. Uh, then we get the seeds, the planting seeds of Robin with Dick talking with Alfred once again, connecting with more of the most character of this entire thing. Uh, have, you, have you noticed that Alfred always calls him Master Dick? Yeah, <laughs> which, Master Dick. Uh, which I don't remember Alfred ever calling him that. He always used to call him Master Grayson, right? Yeah, because that's what you would be going with yeah. is the last name. I mean, I I don't know if you would, because he's like the younger one. If you would include Master, but again, that's probably how you were trained and brought up with it. Um. And then we get this fun action sequence again with Batman going after Two-Face or Two-Face just surprises him and the Batmobile goes up a building. Yeah, well, that's so weird too because Two-Face pretends to be like an old lady pushing a stroller. Yeah. And then and he has a, he then he has a, a rocket, rocket launcher. launcher. <laughs> and I'm like, how did that come out of the baby stroller? But all right. I think, I think, I think he was actually aiming at his henchman. And I think so too. 
like I said, <laughs> worst henchman. I was going to say, because that Batmobile didn't move hardly any. And well, he it just goes, jinxed like a helicopter to the left or right. I don't remember which direction, but it's kind of like, nope, rockets on the side of the Batmobile <laughs> pushes it right. <laughs> yeah, he, that weird going up the building thing and then like all the cars crash. Does anyone know how to use the fucking brakes? Like, nope. Like I just, said, worst henchman. Yeah. I was going to say, the wings on the Batmobile when I was going up the building were also pretty flimsy when I, I noticed that, too. And and again, Bat's but again, spoiler. they tried to of a comedic of Batman looking at the people watching him go up the building. Yeah. Like, gosh, pick a freaking tone. Uh, I wish we would give him a thumbs up. And like, Well, we got that later, so. <laughs> well, I know. Could have multiple. Um. <laughs> And and then we kind of lean into a, a question I had really, which was uh, Edward figuring out his costume and becoming the Riddler. Does he oh, really man. the Riddler, or does he steal the Riddler? Because clearly, this suit has existed throughout Gotham because there's memorabilia and stuff about it. Was the Riddler actually a character at some point here, and no, nobody remembers? Well, keep in mind later on the in the like the movie, he only wears that suit like a couple times, and other times he's either wearing like a fancy sequenced suit or he's wearing literally like white and gold sequenced like ice skater outfit for some reason. Well, well and then. Like in some scenes, he's hanging out with, uh, like you know, because like Drew Barrymore is in this, mm-hmm. and she becomes like his surrogate girlfriend. Well, well, kind of using it, her. There, there, it's like a play, like they're acting, yeah. Um, which kind of then leads into like we then get introduced uh Two Faces Hideout, which of course is so subtle. <laughs> That's uh, fucking wacky, man. But the funniest line maybe in the whole movie is in that part. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh are you talking are you talking about Jim Carrey saying it? Yeah. Yeah. Now 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 I'm questioning because this is to me the funniest line he says as the Riddler, which is heavy metal meets House yep. of Garden. That's right. I was just like, oh, yep, I, yep, that's I the died. funniest thing that the Riddler says. Oh, I died, man. That was hilarious. But and again, I know that's him improvising because Jim Carrey himself is actually a metal oh, fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I remember. But then I kind of noticed the cart the cartoons that that the women are watching when the box is shown. <laughs> uh, one of them is uh, Sylvester goes to hell. Oh, which, <laughs> which is a really dark short. <laughs> kind of fitting. Uh, Oh wow! They had to yeah. get the licensing for all those different cartoons, didn't they? But they was, did. probably was it Warner Brothers who made this? Like who? Who's yeah, that? It's yep. so that would probably a reason why they Warner did Looney Tunes because Looney Tunes yeah. were owned by Warner Brothers. They could probably get away yeah. with it pretty easily then. Oh yeah, they they probably didn't really have to spend that much yeah. on it. Um, and then a little bit passes, and we uh get. Dick sneaks somewhat <laughs> into the bat cave. Because, <laughs> of course, that's how easy it is. And that I, acrobatic, the acrobatics and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And I loved the uh, uh, security system here. 
intruder alert, intruder alert, and I'm going to bring up everything. <laughs> Again, yeah. who who designed the security system? As I say, the computers came on, the Batmobile came up. It was like, wow. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, then we finally have Bruce and Chase, I guess, connecting, and just the best one-liner. My pa- my parents were murdered right in front of me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's when he then gets a he note he also notices that uh wow Chase you're really into Batman. <laughs> yeah, all the pictures and info she had on her desk. Yeah, uh, which. If you are Batman, what is this? A, is this a sign that you like, or is this a sign that you don't like? Uh, not for oh, me he like. <laughs> um, it's weird. He's playing like a double dynamic, like the whole. Uh, I, I'm like, he's gonna. He he wants to. He can't do anything as Batman, and he he wants to hit it. So he's like, I'm gonna use my wealth and power to hit it instead. <laughs> like, um. And apparently, everybody, apparently everybody knows because Chase doesn't act one bit surprised that apparently Bruce has the first eye watch. <laughs> uh, gets a call from Alfred and tells him that, you know, Dick took the Batmobile. He's like, no, the other one. The other one. The other one. And it's just like... Yes, Bruce. Took you three guesses. Uh, and, you know, of course, what's one of the first things that Dick pulls to the side of the curb on? Some hose. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's Batboy. I'm Batman. <laughs> oh, when when the, the car, like when the, he steals the car? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird to me because when he goes and chases after that girl and he goes in like the little side alley. Uh-huh. Well, well there's enough he's gonna drive it. Well, the thing is, like after that though, like he, he goes in there and it's neon. Oh yeah. yeah. Is I there mean, a that, black literally. light? Like as I as I called it later, he fights the glowing gang. Like I, I don't necessarily think like the gang's a bad idea, but it's like where the fuck is the black light coming from? Everything in this movie is blacklight. Oh, is that isn't that what they were twirling around? Weren't they just giant glow sticks? Yeah. yeah. I don't really think they used blacklight on that, did they? Uh, well, because they had glow in the dark paint. Yeah. So Uh, they had to have had a blacklight. Yeah, I just don't know where it was because it was an alley. It was just that alley, Damon. It's only that alley is the only thing that's blacklighted. Gotham's board was like, we need to have black lights in this. They need to have the, the black light district. They they said, hey, we we are going to be known for two alleys here, and one of them is going to be glow. <laughs> we know how to keep the kids in line at night. All we have to do is throw massive raids in black alleys. <laughs> well, you know, I actually have a question. If you guys notice this, you guys notice that like Two Face. Will like smoke and drink two different things at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like, because uh, again, they're like he's he has two of everything. Yep. Which I'm like, 
that is not the point of him. <laughs> that that's like the octopus from you know uh uh what was it called uh shit Frank Miller comic. Uh, I can't think off the top of my head. Oh, the spirit. Oh, yeah. Samuel Jackson, he's like, I got eight of everything. I'm the octopus. <laughs> That's a whole other film that could be talked about because there are so many weird things in that. Like, uh, was it Two-Face? Like, he he was fascinated with the number two, but he did two everything. Yeah. If, it, if something had two sides, it was his shtick. Well, because the whole thing on him is like, you know, it's 50%. It's the whole thing is chance. Yeah. And which, again, his whole law with that was if something was, you know, outside of the plan or so. It went up to the flipped. Yeah. Yeah. And he only did it once, which trust me, I'll get into that later. Uh, But and then just. A little bit here. Uh, We then get probably, I think, uh, to me, the best Jim Carrey in the whole movie, which is uh, Edward Nygma's party, where he reveals the box and stuff and how much of a success it is. The Uh, Nygma check. Yeah. And uh, I I just really like the fountain setup and stuff like that. Of course, the band with the neon stuff was distracting again mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of neon but, uh, in this film yeah mm-hmm. but as I said this actually to me is some of the funniest stuff from Jim Carrey as Nigma, where he's like telling Two-Face like you know you could we, we could have worked this out you couldn't have just stormed out of nowhere you know you could have let me get like the movie rights <laughs> yeah we could have had um, a plan and then when Batman comes in, he's like, your entrance was good. His was yeah. better. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what the difference was? Showmanship. <laughs> and again, which then kind of comes back to how I was like, you know what? When I think back to Jim Carrey with he just shouldn't have green, really. The only time he had green that was good was the mask. But again, in the mask, I actually like his character Stanley Ipkiss a bit more than the actual mask character. I think he's quite funny. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we get a nice brawl, like, you know, choreographed stuff we've seen. Uh, Batman once again saves Chase and she says, come back to my place at midnight. And I was like, well, somebody's having a bat booty. Uh, <laughs> Then, then it kind of leads into Batman and Two-Face once again having a fight, and he survives this giant fire blast. Hey, man, it's a cape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then, it's not the first time, but it's like the biggest image uh, that I just now think of Val Kilmer as Batman, which is mouth open. <laughs> uh, him, versus, <laughs> him versus Christian Bale for mouth being open is just hilarious and then we have a dick actually comes in kind of like a pseudo dressed Robin and saved them yeah Uh, it's like very old school Robin 
Yeah. Yep. And of course they make it that Bruce has to be a dick saying, what were you, the hell were you doing and stuff? And if you noticed Dick dr- drops in the name, I need a name. How about Nightwing? Oh yeah. I was like, Damon. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. son. So there was a telling sign apparently that they could have leaned into this Dick Grayson becoming Nightwing at some point. <laughs> that would have been really cool. Honestly. Yeah, I would have been happy well, for that. Well, if we had gotten like a more seasoned, you know, also Chris O'Donnell actor too, maybe he could have pulled it off. But we will never know. Definitely seen more Nightwing than uh, than Robin, especially with the edge. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially with his um, obsession with already had the obsession with motorcycle, which clearly bopped yeah. around him. Like he should have been Nightwing. Yeah. Again, going back to the whole orphan thing. Well, this orphan is riding a freaking motorcycle. And okay, Sam mentioned this um, with the whole. He he talks to Batman and convinces um, uh, Dick Grayson to stay at the mansion because of gasoline. Because there's no uh, gas station within like at least five miles away. They're in the middle of Gotham. <laughs> Keep in mind that Again. later, later in the movie, they literally have little kids coming up to the the mansion to get candy. <laughs> How far away from the city really are they? Well, like their parents just drove them out there, like the Waynes. They're gonna give good stuff. Yeah, well, we're just gonna well, drop our kids off in the middle of the woods. This this Wayne guy <laughs> seems kill to me. Well. Here's a funny thing is like I, I was watching this thing that talked about the animated series and they're like, have you ever noticed how flammable Gotham seems to be? There's explosions a lot. Maybe in this universe, they just just like, hey, there's too many explosions that happen in Gotham. So we're just going to get rid of all but two gas stations. Maybe that's what <laughs> happened. Um, I mean, it makes sense because you never see a gas station in in any of these movies. Like, yeah, and of like- course, and of course, uh, Bruce then gets convinced by Alfred. Like, yeah, Chase really wants Batman. She doesn't want Bruce, so he goes to her place dressed as Batman, and she they make out a little. And then, hey, now that I actually have you, I realize I actually want the good guy. And that smile that he does. I forgot about that shit. I, that bat smile was the funniest thing. I, I was cracking up. That, that He's is... like, yeah. <laughs> he knows. He's like, yeah, smash. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, <laughs> and sh- shortly after that, we get Two-Face and Riddler discover that Bruce is Batman. Because, of course, as I have noticed throughout any Batman movie, doesn't matter how many it is, one or more person figures out that Bruce is Batman. It's just a trope throughout this entire... Well, uh, it's in... Just about all... I mean, think about The Dark Knight. There's that one guy that, you know, says, all right, I want, like, two million a year or something. Yeah. Um, But... We, and we kind of do see like how Two Face is like, yeah. Without you, I wouldn't have found out anything because again, Two Face is supposed to be more of a moron. 
she was actually of average intelligence, and he was a, a really good, successful mob boss. So I'm not sure why yeah. he's an idiot. He was a very uh, decorative DA, too. Yeah. Well, he had the you, money you... to immediately bankroll himself into being, you know, what he was. Yeah. And, again, going into, like, this whole, like, him acting crazy and stuff, but they're on set jim carrey has said that you know once everything wrapped up they hugged each other and tommy lee said to him i do not support your buffoonery Hmm. really you're gonna say that when we watch you and you're way actually more over the top than jim yeah it completely animated like it's funny to me that tommy lee it's like it's specifically tommy lee jones because like he's you know usually not too wild of a character yeah, he he works better more as a more subdued and kind of wise cracking older guy, you know, like Men in Black, where he's you know he'll occasionally have this like almost manic chuckle to himself where he like goes completely crazy for like five seconds and then he just reins himself to being serious. Yeah, like Men in Black, No Country for Old Men, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, those are way more suits. Uh, well, yeah, he's he's better as like a kind of a tame, yeah, Gr- grizzled old man. Yep, yeah, he works better like that. Uh, well, before we though continue on into the what I will be entitling the trick or treat segment, uh, before we do that, crazy poultry ink fans, uh, we're just gonna give a quick word to our sponsor. Hope you all enjoyed that commercial break. Uh, So we now get into a big sequence of stuff that I like to just call trick or treat. As George alluded to earlier, yep, kids just going trick or treating up to the Wayne Mansion and stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, Which is where Bruce is going to says he's going to tell Chase everything. He's going to give up being Batman. Which, of course, Dick does not want because he has this hatred for Two-Face. Um, which, again, they kind of lean into that whole, yeah, killing the person that killed your loved ones is not going to fix anything. Yeah, it's yeah. Worse. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to something about that later. Uh, and, we th- and we end up seeing Two-Face and Riddler break into the mansion. Which, by the way, I did not notice until this time because I actually watched it twice this week. Uh, when I guess that's Alfred because he looks a little bit different. Uh, <laughs> gets hit, gets hit by Riddler's staff. When he falls down, did you notice that he pulls the tray aside so they can still open the door? He's no. courteous. He's courteous. What, yeah, what yeah. He, he he pushes the metal tray. So they can still open the closet door where they're gonna put him, and I was just like, "Okay, I guess a butler." Well, the question who- I had, 
I noticed that Riddler automatically knew that was a closet. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, they must have mapped that place out. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> they only had the one real set. They had like two rooms for the actual mansion and nothing else. <laughs> they used all the budget for literally the cars in the garage. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the cars and the bike. Yeah. Well, for sure. Or, or as it was called, an uh, auto show. Um, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and, you know, of course, as I mentioned before, worst henchmen, uh-huh. they can't catch and fight Bruce and Chase, which I was at least happy that I did see her throw a punch because if she hadn't thrown a punch and was just kidnapped, I was like, so that boxing scene of you was for nothing, right? So, I mean, I guess the one punch justifies it. I don't remember. I guess I don't remember that happening. Of her punching someone? Yeah. Yeah, it's shortly right after uh, Bruce does. Uh, I just remember them going up the stairs and then the henchman, of course, is falling or so. I can't remember if they tripped or whatever. Yeah, that whole table scene. It, um, when Bruce did the weird, like, very, uh, yeah, that slide slash, like, double KO on the oh, henchman yeah. with the table. Miraculously. Yeah. She she runs yep, to the side and she starts running like slow down tactics and interference. She doesn't panic run. <laughs> it's like okay, I'm gonna throw something behind me, and she actually seems very cool, calm, and collected t- until she gets kidnapped. Yeah, until uh, they damsel her. And the, and then there's <laughs> there, there's also two other things going on here because during the henchmen fighting Bruce and Chase. Tommy Lee has the easiest job at this point of shooting where he just sits in a chair oh, yeah. and he flips the coin, which again, I was leading back to about Two-Face's actual character. Yeah. He flips the coin once if he's going to do, if there's something that's brought up that's not in the plan. Because as Riddler says to him at the beginning of this, there's no killing. And he, of course, he looks at Two-Face and says the joke that goes double for you. Yeah. Uh, and of course when he flips the coin and he gets heads up he's like just kind of throwing like a temper tantrum almost like I'm gonna shoot someone he does that twice doesn't he he flips the coin at least three times yeah he he misses it twice and he gets it the third time it's either three or four it was disturbably too many Um, but then we also have Riddler in the bat cave destroying everything which I, yeah, th- I, I thought it was kind of funny sometimes. It, R- Riddler honestly made a better Joker than a Riddler here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey probably should have been a Joker. I think he would have. I, honestly, that would have been such an interesting. Like, I don't know. I would have loved to see what he could do as the Joker. Yeah, he, I think he's got a maniacal side too. I don't think he would have been perfect. For Joker. Well, like the thing oh. is, the way he acts in this, like it's very, very Joker esque. Like if he would just put on like the makeup and do just about the same things. Well, they would wouldn't be... even have to do too much makeup. They could just do what they did with Jack Nicholson. Because look at his face, <laughs> his facial expressions. He's literally a walking cartoon, other yeah. than Nicolas Cage. <laughs> that, that's the joker we don't need but deserve yeah uh i mean i i did i did kind of like 
uh, they releasing animals into the wild. They might not be, you know, good to their environment or something like that. Uh, but again, kind of comes back around to when I was talking about how he had what I called Riddler orgasm faces. Well, in this yep. part, he literally says joygasm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, these God, these writers are they they were just horny when they wrote the script. Well, as they as he was stroking his scepter. Yep. Um <laughs> I think that's what made that phone go off. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> uh and then of course when Two Face finally gets the coin on the right side, he shoots at Bruce. Somehow it grazes his forehead, knocks him out. That's not even a proper graze wound. It literally like shoots him in the head, makes a ring on the head like it's, you know, an actual bullet hole. But yeah. if yeah. it grazed, it would have done a long gash along the side of the head. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, he, a yeah, he should have been <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which that's the point when he gets then unconscious that Chase is like, oh, she becomes a damsel. Uh-huh. Which then, of course, when Two-Face goes up to him and he can put the bullet right in his head, Riddler has to be, don't kill him. If you kill, if you kill him, he won't learn anything. And see, that, that, that to me is very Riddler-esque. Like, Riddler sometimes was more, you know, I'm not good. Like, you know, some of the villains would just be like, I'm going to kill you. But sometimes, like, Riddler to me was always like, no, I'll wait for you to learn that lesson, you know, for me to prove that I'm smarter than you. Well, but it's also a way of using that. Yeah, because when the villain has the clear advantage of killing the hero, no, something has to stop them. Oh, yeah. Which then, again, he's going against his whole coin thing. Which I guess was a back to normal because he f- went against it once, so he's going against it again. So I guess he's back on the right track. I don't know if I, yeah, I don't it, know. I'm confused about that. Two Face's whole character is the most probably one of the most confusing things in this entire thing. Absolutely. You know, I feel like Jim Carrey took like uh, he took inspiration from like David Bowie. Hmm. Very, very possible. I mean, you look at his makeup and the hair, especially later. Uh, and, you know, we <clears throat> then later get Alfred and Bruce, you know, you know, basically recuperating after this. Chase is, you know, the damsel in their big villain fortress now, which is just a giant form of his box. I mean, it's a giant blender. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, in what f- way does that form look like a box? I don't know. I didn't catch it. Uh, but Alfred and the Bruce... The fig- the TV they're supposed to be staring in to get the drain. What were those l- little bits in it, too, at the top of it? They looked like Legos to me. Oh, in the, ver- the very first one? Yeah. yeah. They, they kind of looked like mints. Oh, I thought they were Legos. I thought maybe they were Tic Tacs. You know, maybe. Or, I don't know. You know, like marbles. Um, <laughs> but uh, Bruce and Alfred figure out, you know, after 
solving all the riddler riddles and stuff that it's Edward Nigma who is the Riddler. Yeah. Which by the way, if apparently if Alfred wasn't there, Bruce would not have figured this out. Because he corrects him on the number of a letter. And of course when they figure it out and they're walking off, uh Alfred says to Bruce, You're very quite clever despite what people say. Which then kind of had like I thought it kind of had like a Bruce looking back at him like who says that, <laughs> and I was just like, well, to be fair, Alfred just showed that he's more clever than you. Yeah, but, but he actually did mention a while back that uh, apparently he actually used to work at uh, Buckingham Palace. Yeah, I, I thought I caught a little bit of that. He was like. Uh, this will probably get me fired. Maybe I'll work back at Buckingham Palace. I was like, well, yeah. dang, very slight hint. Um, and of course, we get the reveal of a new bat suit because, of course, another thing throughout these last two movies was we needed to make as many suits, as many vehicles, and stuff because toys. Did that prototype suit have bat nips? No, it did oh, not. I didn't. That I, one did. That's what I thought because I was looking at it. I was like, I don't think it has bat nips. Yeah, he went from like, having bat nips to not having bat nips, and then recycling the old bat suit into the Robin <laughs> bat nip suit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, and yeah, I use that word. <laughs> uh, in yeah. this part, they didn't show the bat nipples, but they showed the bat ass. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, bat ass. They didn't do that in the big. Be- they didn't do that in the beginning of this one. They do that in the beginning of the next one. But it was just like, okay, he has a bat suit now that has no bat nips. But now we're gonna show bat. <laughs> I was like, oh, you, 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 you had such an easy right way of not doing anything right there, Joel, and you did it. <laughs> he had to get it in, man. It just had to be there. And then we finally get. The Robin intro, yeah, his suit and stuff like that. And I'll actually give this actually some credit. I think that toning down on the brightness of his colors and stuff was actually a smart move. Yeah, no, I think his suit actually looks really good. Yeah, I know that it's going against every iteration. Emerald, like the I'll say, like the maroon. Yeah, it was more. I think I think it's even darker than maroon. Um, but they were just like, hey, we don't want this character in this supposed real setting to look like a giant bullseye. Yeah. And- even, even even though that's been in the series and the comics. So I, I actually didn't. I, I would give that probably another big credit actually in this is that they actually made the suit probably better. Almost. Wait, oh, big credit? There's a credit here? <laughs> yeah, there's a credit here. And actually, you'll be surprised a little bit later on, too. Uh, so, of course, after this, they then make their way to what I call the final battle stage. Uh, Bruce is flying the Batwing. Uh, Dick is riding the, what is it, the Batboat? Yes. Because, of course, he knows how to drive it already. Yeah, there's no way. Uh, and during this part, apparently there's a they have made a giant 
bombing thing like Battleship. And Two-Face and Riddler are just playing Battleship, but they're playing it for actual real life. Uh, and, yeah, you know, that was being, pretty cool. I forgot about that part. And being that it's Robin and in this boat for the first time, he should get hit by a bomb. <laughs> yeah. Checked out and stuff. And then there's these, again, horse henchmen that are uh, divers. And uh-huh. what, what, what's a better way to give your position than waving the flashlight around? <laughs> <laughs> In these, like, dark, and also these bright green suits. <laughs> The which no, another thing, no subtlety. Which, which, yeah, I guess it's also from the light of the building. But again, they also have a reason to have green throughout the water. Uh, which then just made me think: either that's the light, or that's toxic chemicals. It's mm. Gotham City, so I mean, either one. Well, I mean, we have been talking about the sewer system here throughout most of the time. Sewers where sewers shouldn't be sewers. <laughs> um, and we also get like this epic blast that the Riddler does where he hits this big button. It's his bonus. <laughs> and again, he has like this big climax orgasm face where he's like, ah, I got him. <laughs> It's like, uh, okay, again, I know it's you, Jim, but somebody, please just say, tone it just a little bit. No, th- uh, this is this is where they're getting all of their uh, big budget money from. They have to have Jim Carrey having Jim Carrey faces. And uh, we also get the first use of, like, a Robin line in this, where he's like, holy rusted metal, Batman. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering if that's what he said because he kicked that freaking thing. He's, I, I was like, I thought his foot got hurt or something. It, Rockets it, full of holes. It was like metal grater. Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact line. Um, which then they they always have to do this where you know the sidekick and the hero get separated. Oh yeah, and Robin fights Two-Face, and he does, like, this supposed to be, like, epic thing of every time he hits Two-Face, he's like, that was for my father, that was for my mother. Yeah. This Uh, one's for me. Yeah, which was a headbutt, which (laughs) I was like, and you're not hurt right now? (laughs) Because nobody wins in a headbutt. Well, not necessarily. If you do a headbutt properly, I've heard that you can, uh... uh, Now, let me tell you, just don't headbutt a Samoan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, in this, you know, confrontation or so, Robin reveals that he's not going to kill him. He's better than this, uh, which then makes him easy to capture because then he pulls out a gun and puts it right to his face. Uh, and we get this culmination part of of Riddler, you know, in this giant stage uh, reveals to Batman what his overall arcing plan is. And actually, here's where I'll give this film the biggest thumbs. Riddler's plan is actually kind of relevant and be- 
because he mentions like how he'll use information from people to get like bank numbers, credit files, <laughs> even sexual fantasies, and even stuff like little white lies. And I was like, that's the internet. Yeah. And this was 1995. So I'm just like, did like some creative writer just come in at the last minute? <laughs> so that that is easily the biggest nod that I can give this film. I think that that part is actually quite clever and has actually held up really well. I'll agree with that. Uh, <laughs> I liked his sequence dress. Yeah. And his big key and, hair. And uh, <laughs> the like gl- the glitter of of his like the question mark on his eye and stuff. Yeah, it was a mask. I thought it was like a glittered like mask thing. Yeah, it's like it sunglasses. Looked like, it looked like it was a little bit too much on his face, though. <laughs> oh, it's because I think he also put like white glitter on his face for makeup. Yeah. Um. And with this, he then does the thing where he's like, and now I give Batman a choice. Save Chase or save Robin. Because as he wants to show that there's going to be a watery grave for one of them, because there's no way that Batman can obviously save both of them. No. Which then leads into Batman giving the Riddler a riddle. Mm-hmm. Which is in no way at all supposed to be clever or throw him off because he just wants to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a bat. And, of course, where, where are you going to have this one thing that can help control everything? You're going to have it right over your head in that broom that Batman can destroy. <laughs> uh, which then reveals, like, that the floor is, like, you know basically a giant hologram almost and that he can go easily and save both of them uh which kind of which kind of leads into actually what i thought was the most terrifying image in the whole movie which is when the like light is going out of jim carrey and his face is like mushing and stuff it's freaking awesome it kind of reminded me of mystery men uh just not as realistic looking. Yeah. And then he's like, bummer. <laughs> which I which I felt like that kind of felt like a Keanu Reeves line. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of bummer. Uh which then he hits the button for both of them to fall, which then leads into the longest drop ever (laughs) because clearly that time where they jumped and were falling that they wouldn't hit that watery grave Uh, which after Batman saves both of them uh, they have a confrontation with Two-Face where (laughs) Batman as I stated, as Bruce told Dick, killing is not the way. Unless it's me. Because he then is orchest- he orchestrates a way to then kill Two-Face by throwing a bunch of 
coins and stuff, which is what happened in the two part series. Yeah. But they weren't dangling on a giant beam where he could fall to his death. <laughs> and uh someone was alluding to how he died. And I think I can actually hear the movie right now. <laughs> uh, where he has, like, his one hand going down like the Terminator. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger would then be in the next one. Oh, God. Yeah, something I didn't really think about until somebody brought that up. <laughs> Hi. I pay attention to things. And Batman then captures and has like a little talk with the Riddler. Says, you know, it's not, 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 I don't have to choose between Batman or Bruce because I want to be. Uh, Riddler is then put in Arkham. uh, And he has this. You know, the epic moment that a lot of us talk about is uh, he's clearly gone insane and stuff and chase uh-huh. him. Who's Batman? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Surely <laughs> knew who Batman was. Apparently he had forgotten. <laughs> uh, Chase, is like, Chase is like, oh, yeah, he's nutty. He's a wacko. Yeah. Um, but you know what was something that I actually noticed in this exchange that I didn't notice until the second time I watched it, uh, which was the doctor that he that she's talking with before that. Yeah. Do you recall what that doctor's name was? No. Doctor Burton. Oh no. And to be fair, he has the same hairdo like Tim. (laughs) But I also kind of felt like the way that he looked, I was just like, you know what? I think you actually would have made a better Riddler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And Chase and Bruce outside of Arkham, I guess, have a final scene because... They're never back together after this, but she de- and she de- but she also says to him, "Don't be too late." So I was just like, "Oh, so basically a, a pound and done." <laughs> yeah, he was he was late to a date, and that was it. Yeah, and uh, we get you know the epic music and Batman and Robin running towards the camera, which became a staple for these next two movies as the ending. Yep. And it's over. So, uh... Rose on the plane. Actually, a very good song from the soundtrack. <laughs> yep. I love the soundtrack. Uh, so, yeah, guys. Uh, how do you feel how it's held up and experiencing it again? How do you feel about it now, Damon? Me? I, you know, as far as it holding up, I, I don't necessarily think it completely held up but it's still a fun watch like for me I, I watched it and i still you know still enjoyment out of it like 
it's still fun, and you know the characters are still likable. Even you know Jim Carrey's, you know, like even Jim Carrey's The Riddler is just goofy and fun, and he's fun to watch on screen. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I get the enjoyment out of that. Like watching, you know, the the, the it may be campy sometimes, but it's just like, you know, it is what it is. Okay, uh, Nick, how have you felt? Um, well, I remember watching this a lot as a kid. I watched this tons, and um, I don't feel like it held up as much as you know, I liked as a kid. But there were parts that I remember that brought back a lot of nostalgia, especially Jim Carrey. And uh, I feel like I could, you know. If I see this as a Blu-ray, you know, for like five bucks or something like that, I'd probably actually buy it because, you know, it brought back a lot of nostalgia for me. Is it a good movie? No, but, you know, I'd probably watch it again. Uh, George? Doesn't need to be a good movie to be a watchable movie. True. True. Did it hold up? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I so, don't think that's so- why any of us watched it. No, <laughs> you know, in these times, like I have to look for something interesting. And when I saw this twenty-five this year, I was like, "Oh, hey, there's something interesting." Yeah, and I can get this then out of the way. Uh, yeah, I would say other than you know the the Enigma box, which I felt like was ahead of its time. Uh. A few of the Jim Carrey spots. And, I mean, I did stick up for Val Kilmer when it came to comparing him to uh, George Clooney a lot. Mm-hmm. I still think he's still there. Yeah, what was that? I, I, I That's a dog. I just still, though, noticed there was a lot of times stared and he wasn't given much direction about Kilmer actually is a good actor so yeah well comparing him to like Clooney like the thing about Clooney is he like I generally you know I mean I'll wait to you know if we decide to you know talk about that one in a further episode later but I mean comparing the Batmans yeah I'd much rather watch Kilmer because Kilmer to me can pull it off a little better Whereas Clooney, I just never even even when I was younger, I was just like, "This is ridiculous, isn't it?" Like, <laughs> like come sex on, sex symbol, man. That's all he was. Well, again, though, I've seen both of these actors actually be good. Yep. So again, yep. I kind of lean more towards on the directing. And again, I'm not. I'm one of those also ones that have not like, uh, basically just charred. Joel Schumacher for this because I also kind of feel like he had a lot of studio influence telling him what to do uh, and he just got he was just caught up in the wrong thing at the wrong time and he again he's actually gone on and has made actually some actual good films uh, but Going back to like the characters and stuff, as I was mentioning throughout this, they kind of set up early on, and I don't feel like that they developed, they yeah. changed at all throughout this entire thing. 
you could say that there's a little bit of a growth with uh, Enigma, but he's then just grounded to a halt at the end where they make him just crazy. Uh, and the sets and everything, it, it looks nice, but again, I'm like, this is not what I really picture Gotham being. So, and after watching it twice, I also felt like there's a lot of moments where it's slow. So yeah. I honestly don't know if I'll be popping this back in. Uh, I probably wouldn't. Know. This is one of those films where bored. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I might get more bored. <laughs> until, until Jim Carrey's on there, usually. Because well, Two-Face doesn't make me laugh. He just upsets me. So, you know, did you know there's someone in here that we actually really enjoy, me and, me and Ian, that I don't think anyone has brought it up yet? Well, bring it up, Damon, because I have John Favreau. He's in the film. Which was which one was he? He's an assistant. He's a very small character. Huh. No he's in the. He's even in the credits. I'll have to look that up because I had completely that went way over my head. Hi, Putch. Sounds like my booty. Sounds like my booty. She wants me to take her outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh well we are getting to the end of this so I I don't think that this is something that I'll be going back to anytime soon I don't even think it's something that I'd even get in the five dollar bin I got Batman Forever in the five dollar bin uh I I think me and Sam we rented it for like four bucks on like yeah that's what I did yeah Amazon yeah. Amazon Prime yeah something like that and we just rented it for like four bucks and just mixed yep. some drinks instead of watching it yep. <laughs> Well, well, it took us like it, two hours, three hours to watch the movie because we were kept stopping and pausing and laughing at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I only rewound it a couple of times to hear the cartoon sound effects because I was just like, what? Uh, I, think, I think I do have one last thing to say, but I think we can all agree the smartest man in this whole thing was Michael Keaton not reprising his role. He read the script and said no. Exactly. Yeah. I think he was the smartest guy. Mm-hmm. And also the, fa- and the fact that we won't see Tim Burton's version is kind of a shame. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And Dan- Ian, if you want to know where uh, John Favreau is in, where? Uh, uh, when they first walk meet Nygma, in his thing when he's walking when uh, Bruce Wayne's walking with the boss, he's he one right of the behind him. Yeah, no, he's not one of the. He's he's, he's oh, one no. of like the business people. That's what he must have been young as hell. I don't have to watch that. Yeah, nine. Well, ninety-five. Um, yeah. So yeah, Damon, if you feel like that, you can rewatch it at some points. Gladly keep the copy I gave you. <laughs> there you go, bud. I. Okay. I, I, okay. I'm fine with that not staying in a place in my collection. <laughs> he doesn't want it to resurface, and he never wants to. Be 
if for some reason I feel like that I have to watch this again for some reason, a 50 year anniversary. Oh God. I'll do, I'll do the Amazon thing. Cause who knows? Maybe at some point uh, by then they're going to stream movies to your brain. Yeah. So it'll, it'll actually be the box. That's yeah. what it will be. Uh, so no, normally I so, so 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 normally I always say like if you want to have a creative rating for this it's kind of hard for me so if it's kind of hard go ahead and go with like a letter grade A to F uh, Damon or Nick Damon died just to say, I was waiting for Damon to answer. Yeah. Uh, all right, what are we? Dan or did you said well, A to F? A to F. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, unless... yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, unless you Hello. can come up. Unless you can come. A to F. Okay, I, I, I couldn't quite hear you. It was breaking up. If I have to go. Wow. I would probably go. Uh, Nick. Uh, I'm gonna go C minus. Uh, George? I'm going to be the German judge this time and say F. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've made various complaints about the sets, the script, pretty much everything. Yeah. I have have thought of something creative that I will say now. Uh, I give this one and a half out of five bat nipples. How? Fair enough. You know, you know. I, I'll change my. I give. I'll give it a C yeah. plus instead of and, a B minus. And if I have to go with the letter grade, I'll give it a D. I think that fits probably better. There, there, there's just too many things that upset me, and there's very few entertainment value. Again, the whole box thing is the only thing that puts this over Batman and Robin. I can't wait for Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> God. Well, they don't have to worry about it. Well, I'm the one that's Jack and Jill. From that. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, George? Oh, I was going to say, it's like, when it comes to uh, Batman and Robin, at least we get all of the hamminess that is Arnold not giving two shits about this movie he's in. <laughs> As I will say, he's the worst and best thing in it. Uh, so, yeah, guys, uh, thank you for taking the time to do this. I hope you guys had fun. Uh, guess you can. I'll let you guys have your final words and thoughts, uh, George. Oh, I'm pretty bad at making words, man. Uh, hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> well how do, how do i follow that i don't know but nick you're gonna have to e- either your final words and if you want to plug stuff uh well <laughs> i guess i'll just plug uh nick wood on facebook nickers underscore chicken 87 on instagram uh instagram uh <laughs> nickers chicken on twitter and uh continue to stay safe out there guys Mr. Gobbler Damon. 
Oh uh, well, I don't. I don't usually, you know. I'm a man of very few words, so. Uh, I I mean, just I guess you know, you know if you. I think the only thing that I ever take away from these bad movies is yeah. if you love something, watch it. No matter how crappy and awful of a film is, like just if if it's something that you can sit and enjoy, just enjoy it. Like I, I there's many times where like I've I've had films that I just everyone hates them, and I'm just like I don't mind it. Like it's not bad. Like you know, yeah, I I, I, can, I can view the flaws in it, but I can still appreciate. The fact that it makes me feel good watching it. And this is one of those films. It makes me feel good watching it because it's from a past. Well, also, to just, be fair, it's Damon, fun and goofy. out of all of us, you're not, you're, you'd are not. you be the youngest one at the time. I was six when this came out. Uh, yep. Yes. Well, technically, it was yeah, made this, in 94. This came out in well, 95? Yeah. So the year I was born. Yeah, so see, like, this was made uh, technically uh, uh, like a year before I was born and released, like, as I'm... That would be a horrible thing to come out of. Exactly. (laughs) 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 It'd be the bat smile. I want to Photoshop I come out and it's the bat smile. (laughs) But but also, just as a quick shout-out to our other member here, uh, Kevin Foghorn Leghorn, his birthday was the same day this film came out. So, congrats! He shares shares that birthday with it. Um, and as far as from me, yeah, (laughs) I do. I've gotten a lot of enjoyment, especially when it's come to these last few that we've done. Uh, However, I will say that this is the one that I got the least amount of laughs out of. So yeah. this is like the bottom so far of doing these reviews. I don't know how I'm gonna feel after Jack and Jill though. <laughs> I, I, that that might turn yeah. into me. I'm so excited uh, with Damon and flipping a coin and seeing if I kill him or not. Damn. Uh, Damon will... or Jack and Jill? <laughs> so Adam Sandler. Either yeah. way. Uh... <laughs> either, either way i'm coming out happy like two-face so uh so yeah uh i will just plug my uh twitter at guy loco 89 Ian Ovec on facebook uh i hope you all have enjoyed this and gotten some humor and some laughs out of you know no. these times are going through uh please subscribe here to crazy poultry uh, please share and s- spread the word. Uh, once again, thank you guys for joining me, George. Yeah. Just thank you for being pleasure. here. Taking time. Not a problem. Uh, take Putch out now, and so she can get her walk. Yeah, I'm gonna take her out and get her her walkies. <laughs> uh, see you, see you, Mister Nickerish. See you. Take it easy, man. See you, Damon. See you later. What the hell was that? <laughs> Cyborg. Dude, See you later. You sound like Echo Man. <laughs> Holy crap. He's currently imploding like a black <laughs> hole. That was sick, dude. You're like, yeah, 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 later. What the fuck? <laughs>
Well, <laughs> what better exit than that? I am literally going back and listening to that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to go through a lot. No. You have to relive uh, this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not visually, hearing. Uh, see you guys next time. Be safe out there. And see you at the next podcast. Yep, see you next time. Birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs>